Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I am welcome once again to History Dweeps. I am Tim, and welcome to the podcast where we take a light-hearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is entitled Angels Born in Hell, Death at Altamont. Uh, Altamont uh, Speedway was a site of a very um, large rock concert back in 1969 featuring the Rolling Stones, among others, including the Grateful Dead and Jefferson Airplane. It was a pretty big event. And um, at that event, a young man was murdered, basically, um, by the Hells Angels. And we're going to talk about that tragic event. But before we do, I would like to introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented the Queen of Mean, the Mistress of the Macabre, the Empress of Evil, Pill Poppin', Penis Lovin', Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Timmy. How are you? I am well. I know that uh, you did a lot of drugs back in the 60s. Sure. And that uh, you can probably relate to this. You dropped a lot of acid. And I wasn't I, alive in the 60s, so there's the, I got that going for me. Uh, well, you drop a lot of acid today. Don't judge me. All right. Well, uh, everything going on. If, if you worked with you two, you would drop a lot of acid too. Well, I, I would. I would drop a lot of acid if I. He is with imposing us. on brandy time. Of course, he is. Uh, you're not introduced yet. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Non-existent, persona non grata. You did not give your announcements that we are going to use explicit language and we are going to banter. We haven't banter. got that far yet. Yes. Uh, for those of you new to the podcast, um, this is an explicit podcast. We The E should have given that away. We mm. talk like adults, so we swear. Uh, if that's not your adult thing. Adult sailors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah. Adult we sailors. talk like, uh, you know, inmates or something, but... If uh, swearing is not your thing, this is probably not your podcast. Uh, if you don't like banter, this is probably not your podcast. Because uh, we banter quite a bit. We banter, banter about, Brandy. We do banter. Yes. But uh, we, we always get to the heart of the story, so if you listen long enough. So we would l- in, invite you to stay and listen and decide for yourself. But if you're offended by adult language, then um, you probably want to go check go out. Go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go check out a different podcast, but we hope you stay. Okay, in addition to Brandy, 
Uh, I am joined by the moral compass of our podcast, the man uh, who is known as the face of Bloody Stool, the man who just does so much for many different organizations. Also, has done a lot of work for Decaying Vagina. (laughs) He is the uh, (laughs) face of Decaying Vagina, Brandy. Glad somebody is. <laughs> the very <laughs> the very honorable Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters the third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I am wonderful, Timmy. The weather's warming up here. We're getting up to almost thirty degrees today. Is it thirty? Is it really? Yeah. It is. Nice. If my phone worked, I could tell you what. The well, it was, was like but... fucking six when I came in this morning. It was coldest. It was yeah. It's cold. been warming up, so it's okay. Um, I'm going to Atlanta later this week. It's supposed to be 66 degrees. Yay! 66 <laughs> and no rain either. It's going to rain here. Uh, uh, Colonel, any okay. thoughts before we get started on this topic? No, you know I never liked the Rolling Stones, Timmy. Oh, I, I do. I'm a big Rolling Stones fan. I was never a big Beatles fan, but I like the Rolling Stones. How about you, Brandy? I enjoy the Rolling Stones. What about the Beatles? They're okay. Okay. Well, you I like the Rolling Stones because they had the whole sympathy for the devil thing. I like the Rolling they have Stones. sympathy for I like Brandy. Pink Floyd. Oh, I like see. Pink Floyd. I can only do Pink Floyd if I'm stoned. Otherwise, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. No, I, Okay. You know, the whole Dark Side of the Moon thing. I just... No, I thought that was a tremendous album. It's supposed to, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be one of the best albums ever, but I don't know. It's I mean, 33 I'm, degrees out right now, Timmy. Thank you for the weather update, Colonel. Now let's jump into the story, shall we? But before we do, I would like to thank our Patreon supporters, those who keep us on the air with their generous donations. If you would like to support us on Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash historydweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee tiny little bit. Every little bit helps. It keeps us, uh, it pays the bills and keeps us on the air. So we really appreciate all your support, and we'd like to give a big thank you to all of those of you who support us through Patreon, including Alicia and Chip, Jim Moyer, Brandy McBride, Annette Petray, Lise over there in Norway, Leslie Hager, Amber Scoville, Jahara over there in Europe, Andrew Hamp, uh, Charlie and Allie from the Insight podcast. If you haven't checked out Insight, um, please do. They, uh, it's a very good podcast. They cover mysteries, and um, they don't banner as much as we do or cuss. Amber Trevino. Uh, thank you very much, Amber. Uh, Mandy Swanson. Jennifer Siemens and her uh, son Hunter, as well as her mother Linda. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. Bridget Clavey, of course, Bridget's been with us a long time. Thank you, Bridget. As well as Cindy Lou, Heather Poole, thank you very much, Heather. Jason Dykes, thank you. Uh, and I'm uh, leaving out Rudy the Wonder Dog. So thank you all for your support on Patreon. Again, if you would like to support the podcast, Please visit patreon.com slash historydweebs. All right, let's talk about this story. This is a tragic event, Colonel. It's Uh, a horrible event, Timmy. Yeah, it started out with good intentions of offering a free concert um, to the people of Northern California. Uh, It was being put on by the Rolling Stones. As we said, there were other bands involved, including... 
um, Jefferson uh, Airplane. I think they were, they were Airplane then, right? That's before they became yeah. Starship. Right? They they had the worst song ever written. They sang the worst song ever written. What was that? We built we, this city. We built oh, this city. city. Was yeah. it voted? Like, it was voted. Okay. Worst song ever made. Well, I can think of some worse songs that are worse than that. I don't know. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But anyway, this that was Jefferson Starship, I think. This was when they were Jefferson Airplane. They were cooler then. Uh, and the Grateful Dead. So it was a event that uh, was put on kind of at the last minute, and uh, it wasn't well thought through, Colonel, kind of like this podcast. Yeah. No, it's not often well thought through, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. So anyway, let me tell you about uh, one of the folks who attended that concert. His name was uh, Meredith Hunter. Uh, Meredith Curly Hunter Jr. Curly Hunter. Why would you give your son the middle name Curly? I don't know. That's not. Well, it was a junior, so I guess his dad was Meredith Curly Hunter Sr. Wild guess, Brandy. Makes sense. Wild guess. Yeah. Uh, He was born on October 24th, 1951, in Oakland, California. He was raised by his mother, Alpha May Anderson. Alpha. 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 A L T H A. How would you? Is that number? Alpha. Alpha. Yeah. Hmm. That was her name. Okay. And don't judge. Uh, no. Far be it. Far be it from you to judge. Exactly. Uh, Meredith Hunter was a young African American man who grew up in the tough streets of Oakland, California. Although many of his, and Oakland's a tough city, Colonel. I've never been there, but it's, I, I it, it's going to be no tougher than over the Rhine, though. No. I think over the Rhine, wasn't over the Rhine It voted, was voted the most dangerous city in America a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, neighborhood in America. Yeah. 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 That's, where, that's where we're podcasting from, from the beautiful over the Rhine. From the beautiful over the Rhine. And there was a shooting here this morning up the street. Oh, yeah. see. Pretty I pumped that. about that. I missed that. We get a lot of shootings. It's not unusual to get two or three a day. Especially in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, right. In the summertime when the shooting is fine. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, young Meredith uh, grew up on tough streets of Oakland. Uh, although many of his friends got in trouble with the police, Meredith was able to avoid any trouble with the law growing up. So good job, Meredith. <laughs> he did well in school and graduated high school in May of 1969. I was eight years old. Putting that, throwing that out there, Brandon. I was just a wee lad of six. Not born. Like many teenagers at the time, Meredith loved rock and roll music. And like many teenagers in the late 60s, Meredith experimented with drugs. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's limited to the 1960s, though. I mean, isn't that? That's a pretty common thing. Pretty common thing, yeah. Now, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So in the fall of 1969, Meredith Hunter was 18 years old. He was an art student at, uh, in, at Berkeley, California. We talked about Berkeley when we were talking about Manson, remember? Mm-hmm. He lived there for a while. Um, Meredith's uh, nickname was Murdoch, and he was described by his friends to be a flashy dresser, and he sported a big afro. Did you ever have an afro, Colonel? Never did, but I had naturally curly hair, Timmy, so. Okay. Well, um. Never got the fro. 
uh, Meredith and his girlfriend, he had a white girlfriend, uh, Patty Bredhoff. Bredhoff. In 1969, that would have been frowned upon deeply, Timmy. It was frowned upon, um, even in the progressive area of Northern California, interracial couples was still kind of taboo back then. But they went with another couple, and they decided to go to this free concert that was being put on by the Rolling Stones uh, in the Altamont uh, Speedway, which, as we mentioned, was a a, a, um, a race car uh, track, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Coined by the Rolling Stone magazine as Rock and Roll's all-time worst day, a day when everything went perfectly wrong, the 1969 festival at Altamont Speedway in Northern California was a concert like any, like unlike any other. Really? What about the Who thing? Well, this is before. I thought the, that was the day the music died. Or this was uh, this was no the day music died was when Buddy. I Hall. know, I know, but, but I mean the Who thing happened in the 70s, so this is at the, up to that point. But yeah, we we probably should do a, a podcast on a Who event at some point. Um, while the free event provided a chance to jam with the Rolling Stones and some of their famous counterparts, it also gave fans a hell of a ride. Um, it was supposed to be a, an excellent day of music and good vibes, but became a day of shocking violence, destruction, and chaos and murder. Um, Mick Jagger... Of the Rolling Stones, he was itching to throw a memorial show, memorable show for his fans. Um, but his uh, manager was having trouble finding a suitable location. Altamont seemed to be the perfect solution. Uh, what could be a better spot for a concert that was out in the middle of nowhere? And uh, early on, it looked like he had been right. The night before the concert, approximately 5,000 fans showed up uh, to meet friends, hang out by the campfire, share dope, and get psyched up. They probably had sex, too, Colonel. Oh, they was having fornication. Sodom and Gomorrah out there. Yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. Well, you can. It's just not as you don't get the whole experience that way. Uh, some people slept and... You, have you ever noticed you'd never Gomorrahized anybody? Well, not lately. I mean, you could sodomize somebody, but you never Gomorrahized somebody. Is that where gonorrhea comes from? It's not as so much fun. I always but, assumed that's where gonorrhea came from, but I don't know if that... You always true. assume that? Yeah. I, I jump to conclusions a lot. I see that. Um, some people slept and partied in random wrecked cars. Remember this, uh, this owl... Altamont was a um, racetrack, right? Um, and they, there were some wrecked cards left behind uh, after uh, from, you know, the debris, the destruction of the racetrack. So there were some... So what you're saying is there were so many great life choices going on. Yeah. So All people right. were hanging out, waiting for the concert to start. A, a, a crew was hired to quickly erect <laughs> a small stage... Uh, Colonel, I know you probably erected a small stage. I've erected a tent or two in my day, Timmy, a stage. Uh, pitched a tent. Huh? Pitched a tent, erected a stage, uh, erected uh, a monument. 
Mm-hmm. I heard I your ha- erections were dysfunctional. I have erected you a are, monument. You are the face of erectile dysfunction, Colonel. Well, to me, it's like the leaning house, uh, leaning uh, tower, tower of Pisa. There you go. How does women feel, Brandy? I, I, you're a woman. Uh-huh. How does women feel about the curved penis? Are the, are you a fan of the curved penis or not? I don't know that I have ever really encountered a penis with such a curve that it would make a big difference. Like Colonel, really? Colonel, and in, in your experience, I, you know, mine's like the McDonald's arch, Timmy. I'm saying that women. Do women generally like the oh, curve, yeah. curve penis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it it uh, it hits the hot bone, Timmy. I see. It hits the hot bone, and uh, one, if you either the women got the hot bone or they don't have the hot bone. That's really. So you're I saying mean, if if you're you curved, can satisfy a woman, but only if she has the hot bone. And if you don't have the hot bone, then you can't do. Not it. all women have a hot bone. No, not all of them. Brandy, you Brandy, just, do you have a hot bone? You can pound away for hours. It's like just. It's you know, it's futile. Yeah, there's no point. Your grasp on the female anatomy is astounding. <laughs> well. Well, does he have all, a does he have a point if there if there is a curved penis? Would it reach certain areas that otherwise may not be reached? I don't know. I guess it would depend on how it's curved. Left, right, up, down. I mean, there's a lot going on there. And uh, is it a little stub that's just a little curved? Or, you know, what what's happening? All right. Well, can you do some research on that next time and bring that back? Um, Probably not. Okay. So, so what you're saying is you're an con- economics professor. Yeah, I'm not tell, saying anything about my economics. You're, well, you basically said he didn't have a curved penis. Isn't that what you heard? No, I said curved. there wasn't one that was curved enough what for me to really notice. What you said was straight as an arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I if, did not say that. You said he was straighter than Paul Newman. I didn't say that at all. If you were to, uh, I don't know, draw a chart of... Mm-hmm. With his point directly north. Yeah, it wouldn't would be like a... North by It wouldn't be like a bell curve or anything like that. <laughs> it would be... Are you going to comment any further? No. Okay. So anyway. I feel like you don't participate in our show. She really doesn't. She really, you know, people out there, our listeners like your input on things Mm -hmm. of the female anatomy and things like that. Because Because you all have no grasp on it? Well, we do. I mean. You're kind of the spokesperson for all of our female listeners. Yeah. You are not. No, No, you are. are. I am, which is why I tell you hush. Well. I, I don't know why. It's, it's, why is the female anatomy's got to be such a secret, Colonel? It's it's like the fucking like Illuminati. They're like the Illuminati. Vaginas really. are like snowflakes, Timmy. Each and every one of them are different. You know what I mean? Really? They all got different. They're like cars. They're cold? I mean, they have. It takes <laughs> a minute like to cars. get warmed up in the winter time. I mean, they all have. Engines and starters and you know ignition modules. Some are some are automatic. Some, some are stick some shift. Stick shift, but yeah. you don't know exactly where you know. That some engines are bigger. Some are smaller. Some have bigger transmissions. Some yeah. have a different alternator. Yeah. I mean it. it some know, of them you have to uh, overhaul the transmission. Sometimes you got to rebuild a piston in them. Yeah. I mean it's just what. I'm just saying there's You're a just saying there's a similarity between vaginas and uh, automobiles, the, the motor train and your automobile. No, they're, they're all the same roughly, but all different. No, some are four four wheel drive, some mm-hmm. are just some are compact, some are 
Some of like you keep talking and <laughs> some, hopes don't, of some of them don't run at all. Sense. No, some don't run at all, Timmy. Some <laughs> some need to go to the junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? They don't last over forty years. No, no. Show Maybe me a, they just need the right driver. I, you know, they should have historical underwear for vaginas over, like they do on cars. <laughs> once you get once that vagina's hit, you know, forty, 40. years. Get it some historical underwear, just like you get historical plates on cars. What? Well, yeah. These women have to change, uh, start use, uh, start you wearing fucking uh, ridiculous. boxers after they turn forty. <laughs> yeah. because just, uh, put extra room. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they got the little nubbin. <laughs> he's he's talking about Brandy that the penis. I got it. To, Thank okay. you. The penis starts to erupt. Does right it? Right at about forty. Yeah. It does. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> You are fucking ridiculous. Now, see, you're hostile again, devil. I'm hostile how, because, because I, well, your it, grasp yeah, on any sort of female have a, body uh, part is astoundingly low you, let's say for when, someone who's been trained better than that. When you and Dave are listening. We're not talking about me and Dave and, and our sex love. Being romantical. And making love. We're not talking about that. Out of nothing at all. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Do you you pretty much are, do you you have a pretty good timing on when you when this whole thing comes to the climax or, or do you that shit only happens in movies <laughs> so, somebody always wins that race right. mm-hmm. that shit only happens it, in I movies. tell you it's like the Kentucky do you ever Derby. win yeah okay and then when you win are you like get off when I win everybody's a winner I bet. Oh, so you let the you let the number ten horse still cross the finish line? Sure. See, once if it's me. Well, no, if it's you, that's if a different it's me, story. The race is over. <laughs> yeah. You can just stop right where you're at. Right. I mean, you can just take the barn right back to the horse. But since that race women is are over. more giving than you are, I, I have not found that to be my experience. Or at least fake it till they cross. Well, yeah, limp across sometimes. Have you ever faked an orgasm, girl? I've had two on occasion, Timmy. <laughs> I have had to. Okay. All right, back to our story. Please let Wait. me. Please let me. Have you? Uh, yeah. Have time, you? time or two. What? Had time or two? Yeah. Every man has faked an orgasm. Yeah. Especially if you got a date, and you have to get, you know, you have to get done because you have a another date. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. sports then is coming on in like mm-hmm. three minutes. Mm-hmm. It's common. It's like, oh, that's it, girl. Oh, oh that's it, girl. Oh, gross. oh, that's it, girl. That's it, girl. Right there. Oh, all, yeah. Oh, that's it, baby. Stop. Yeah, and then Stop. The, that's call me daddy. Visual. Yeah. Call me daddy. <laughs> what you all could not see was the visual component of that, which has made me feel a little bit dirty. Back to our story. The death at uh, but we digress. Altamont. So Mick Jagger wanted to throw this big party, right? So they find this uh, spot out in the middle of nowhere at this um, uh, speedway. Um, People come early. 5,000 people show up early. They start partying the night before. They uh, set up a small stage. And rather than being a well-planned public event... Uh, Altamont turned out to be a blueprint for disaster. 
with a mere four days notice, it offered uh, a chance to see the Rolling Stones for free. You get, when you start giving away shit for free, a lot of mm-hmm. people show up. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, at that time, the Rolling Stones, as they are today, but that, especially at that time, was one of the most popular bands ever. So people were coming from all around to see, you know, to attend this concert. Um, the ground, the place they held the event was chosen because it was barren, treeless, and desolate, in a desolate location. So it was out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, they did not give anyone any advance warning of people living nearby, including the police department. There were very few bathrooms provided, and um, there was just a little, as I said, a little wooden uh, stage in the middle of this field that was maybe three feet off the ground, so it wasn't very elaborate setup. Uh, and once the band started playing, they were literally surrounded on all sides by a sea of people. Lights and sound were given uh, little attention to make the, more, the concert more intimate, and there was no food, water, or seating offered. So basically, they're just having this concert in the middle of a cow patty. It's something like the um, uh, Dead End Kids or the Bowery Boys are like put on. Well, Little Rascals, I guess. They just decided to put on the show. It's pretty much how we put on a podcast. Exactly. Very little. Very little preparation or forethought. Exactly. Uh, And if the crowd got a little crazy, they they decided they needed some security. Um. They needed some help with security, so some members of the Grateful Dead had recommended that the Rolling Stones hire um, the local Hells Angels motorcycle gang to serve as security guards for the event. Sounds legit. Yeah, well, it was a a good thought. Um, It wasn't just the Stones that were playing, though. Uh, There were several other well-known bands, as I mentioned before, the Grateful Dead, Santana. That was probably before Smooth. Probably. Yeah. Jefferson Airplane. Uh, so because all these popular groups were playing, they, they, they predicted that about 100,000 people would show up for a free show. Um, by 7.30 a.m. Saturday morning, the day of the event, the hills were solidly packed with people, and it was clear that there had been a miscalculation. This was before the Internet. Yeah. As far as the eye could see in any direction, an army of hyped-up hippies I like that. Hyped up hippies. Do hippies get hyped up? Yeah. Oh, they was yeah. on the speed. That's when the speed became yes, popular. Yes, they back were on then. the speed. Uh, could be seen advancing over the hills, through the valleys, and along the road and railroad tracks, all convening, uh, converging on Altamont. Because there were no or very little signage outside the uh, venue, people were became confused and left their vehicles, and just some of them started hiking as far as five miles through the brush and and, uh, trees and stuff to find the concert. In the end, remember I said they were projecting 100,000 people would show up? How many were there? In the end, the show attracted over 300,000 people. That's a lot of hippies. Screwed the pooch on that. And hippies were dirty people. Looking for one hell of a good time. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of stench. Oh, come on. No, nah, hippies were dirty. They, they, no. only, they only took baths in lakes. They free love, free love. Yeah, peace and, and love, peace and love. Peace and love, peace mm-hmm. and love. And you didn't have decaying vaginas, but you had a lot of stale vaginas. Oh, there, my Timmy. God. 
Yeah, well, anyway. Now, think about it. They, they, think they about walked. it, Timmy. Think about they it. Was in a Volkswagen with, they was in a Volkswagen for probably 500 miles. You know, they didn't have air conditioning. It was hot down in I that part you, of the country. And I think you are uh, stereotyping, Colonel, and I will have no part of it. Yeah. Since there were thousands of people using drugs at the concert, including many of the performers, there was a question as to, do, as to what to do about security, as I mentioned. Fearing that off-duty, off-duty police officers may end up making thousands of arrests, another option was needed, and that is when uh, the members of the Grateful Dead, although they denied it, suggested um, that the uh, Rolling Stones hire um, the Hells Angels because they would maintain order, order, order and would work for cheap. Solid plan. Yeah. So the, gra- the Hells Angels used to follow the, the Grateful Dead around. Yes, they were, and they buddies. never had any problems with them. But the Grateful he- Dead, Grateful Head, <laughs> it was not Grateful any head I've ever got. I've been grateful. <laughs> very <Carly>. grateful. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, the Grateful Dead, seemed to be able to keep them under control pretty well. Yeah, well, that didn't work out so well this time. The, uh, uh, so the Rolling Stones hired the Hells Angels for $500 and free beer. Yes. That's a pretty good deal, don't you think? I, I know they... people that would kill somebody for that. Yeah. Uh, it would prove, though, to be a deadly mistake. Deadly, Timmy. The Hells Angels dun, 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 dun. Uh, stood directly in front of the band in an effort to keep people uh, off the uh, unusually low stage that was set up um they the roar of the hundreds of motorcycles could be heard for several minutes before the uh, angels appeared over the crest of the hill and proceeded to head down into the crowd so they was basically saying get the fuck out of my way they were riding motorcycles right in the crowd and they called the hell's angels from all over the Cali- all over the region so it wasn't just yeah like just the one Los a Angeles few chapter. right yeah it was it was uh uh, a lot of different groups. I've seen Sons of Anarchy. I know how it works. Okay. However, just they did not stop, and they just drove through the thick mass of people headed for the stage. Most people moved out of the way or even shouted a welcome, but the angels were not there to be social. No. They and were an antisocial group by nature. They were not there for shenanigans. Yeah, they didn't, they're not big on shenanigans. What happens next, Brandy? Bikes parked and territory secured. A couple of the angels could be seen drinking from a gallon of Red Mountain Vin Rose wine. Oh, now, now, that's a party. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Little Boone's Farm is all that's missing it, at it this point. It seems a little, little dainty for the Hells Angels to be drinking red wine. Yeah, but they're also dropping acid. Yeah, that's true. Bragging about the two tabs of mescaline they had put in earlier. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. That a little bit more ballsy for you? Yeah, that's it. That, that does it for me. I don't know. Red Mountain Venrose wine, have you ever mm-hmm. had it? It's ballsy to drink that. It is. It's, yeah. It's like shoe polish, really. <sighs> the Angels had been busy that morning in Berkeley, allegedly buying up thousands of tabs of sunshine acid. Oh, I remember variety that. known for being particularly speedy. I remember my brother's friends, would they always talk about sunshine. Sunshine, too. 
sunshine so, on my shoulder. Don't yeah. do the green acid. Once their motors I've were running. I've never did any acid. I wouldn't know what that was like. But Once their motors were running, drugs could be seen scattered across the stage as the angels chugged wine and downed reds in speed. The more they partied, the more violent they became. And you know, I'm concerned. They're, they, they are violating social norms. Yes. Colonel? Yeah. It's, I mean, you expect certain, uh, there's a certain propriety if you're going to be a security guard at a concert. Yeah. One of them is not rolling, riding over, riding over people and passing out speed. Or just whacking Judgers. them with, randomly Judgers. with pull cues. Yeah. Okay. What? They was beat. They would beat if they'd see we're people too close. Yet. Okay. Get, get, let's so we're stick gonna... to the topic when you can inform us. Yeah. Thank you. Please carry on, Brandy. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Once their motors were running, jug, drugs could be seen scattered across the stage as the angels chugged wine that. and down reds in speed. Shut the hell up, and I'll get to my part. The more they partied, the more violent they became, and fighting began to break out at regular intervals. As soon as everyone settled in and Santana began their set, things quickly turned ugly. Don't do that. She's a black magic woman. We get so many complaints. He always sounds like the lollipop guild. I know. And we get so many complaints when you try to sing. It no wasn't no, me singing. That was me playing uh, the air guitar. Driving. I know. But please, the air guitar, put it on mute. So you some, can play the air guitar. Just, it's on mute so plug, people plug, can't plug hear it. my headphones in my amp. Yes. Some jackass tried to move past a few of the angels to get closer to the stage. He was kicked in the face and pulverized with punches that left him motionless on the ground. Well, the fucker shouldn't have been trying to get past people. You don't cut in front of the Hells Angels. No, you don't. Uh, the vi- and more violence was not long to follow. Colonel, I want you to call out the Hells Angels. Well, I ain't worried you about the it. Hells Angels. Now, the Iron Horsemen, I ain't fucking with them because I see a lot of them up by my house. But Hells Angels, fuck you. Thank you, Colonel. Thank uh, you. Let's I see. got more guns than the Hells Angels do. The violence was not long to follow. It had already begun earlier, of course, but to have had it going on while the bands were playing was a new twist. Between the first and the second song, one young-looking fellow tried to pass nearby to get on stage. He was wearing, I think this is probably the same guy, he was wearing blue and yellow sports shirt jeans and had long, straight blonde hair over his ears. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this is the same guy. Uh, a lot of the photographers kept right on taking their photos through the worst of it, right up close without getting hassled. So did the movie crews, but they had, uh, but then they had the angels for bodyguards. Yeah, the movie crew, they had a movie crew there because they were mm. filming a documentary called Gimme Shelter. Yeah. Famed Star Wars producer was covering the event as a cameraman. Yeah. He was uh, not harmed. Um, George Lucas. Yeah, George Lucas. Well, I, I didn't know if you were going to insert his name somewhere. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, George Lucas was there, but he his the film that he took ended up he couldn't use it didn't take or something. Uh, not every photographer was so lucky though. John Young, twenty four, who moved in with his Licia, Licia, mm-hmm. to capture some of the bashing, wound up with thirteen stitches in his head. The angels were beating a couple of naked people to the ground during Santana's set. See, well, I mean, if you listen to Santana, you're sitting there, you're naked with your friends. No, no, Colonel. No, Colonel. You're sitting there naked with your friends. You don't expect to be beat up by Hell's Angels. No, you don't. That's the last thing really you expect. Mm-hmm. In moments, the nudies were up again, and Young started taking pictures when the Angels resumed bashing them. An Angel spotted him, 
out of some 10 or 12 photographers immediately surrounding him and demanded, I want your film or you get hit. Young kept shooting, and the angel leapt at him, smashing the camera into Young's face. He warned him. He in, all, warned. in all fairness, he yeah. was warned. Uh, down he went. When several angels began pounding him, Young rolled into a protective ball. Felt like they were hitting me with a hammer and a broken bottle, Young later said. Observers said it was pull cues. Why the fuck would you bring pull cues out? Oh, in the they, had, they had, they had, they had, um, they all brought uh, because pull you cues. can, you can, you can take a, the reason you do that, and it's the same reason I carry a uh, bat bag in my car. Of course, Chuck knows. No, in case a spontaneous, spontaneous thing pull game. In if, case a Rolling Stones concert. If I up. have, if I'm driving down the road and I got a baseball bat in my back seat. I got to explain why I got a baseball bat. No, I understand that. You keep it in a bag in the trunk and then nobody questions it. If you keep it in a bag in your back seat. What does that have to do with a pool cue? If you have a pool cue, now remember, a pool cue folds up into two pieces. Yes. So if you're carrying in a pool cue with you in a little small case, it's effectively a billy club, but it's not considered a lethal weapon if the police pull you over. The angels, many of them, were carrying and applying to a lot of non-angel heads loaded pull cues, sawed off usually to a length somewhat longer than a billy club, about the length, in fact, of cattle prods. These types of weapons were used in the South to beat blacks during the civil rights demonstrations. Perfect. Eventually, they got around to removing the film from his camera. Drenched in blood, young, hair, face, neck, shirt, back and front. Young, what the hell? Uh, Young ran 50 yards into the crowd and then sort of collapsed until the Red Cross took him to their tent where they cleaned him up, administered Novocaine, and stitched him up. As the scene grew hotter, people were ripped off the stage and hammered by several angels all at once. Reports of the spreading violence at Altamont soon made it back to the Huntington Hotel where the Stones were getting ready to take their helicopter. Yeah, they wasn't there yet. They were just back waiting. The The violence was limited to fans and cameramen. Jefferson Airplane's Marty Balin had knocked unconscious by a Hell's Angel. Had been knocked unconscious by a Hell's Angel when he tried to intervene to stop the violence. So it wasn't limited. He stopped the show. He actually stopped the show. Said, "You guys need to cut that shit out." And the Hell's Angels came right up on stage, punched him in the jaw, knocked him out. Yeah, they wasn't. uh, At this point, they were kind of off the. And 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 and, uh, they didn't care about the show. He was pissed. He was a keyboardist for guitar or. And he said, we'd like to continue the show, but the Hells Angels just knocked out our singer. So, uh-huh. I mean, they yeah. was not pleased with yeah. it. He's lucky he didn't get his ass. Well, I mean, too, they, they turned on all the groups, all, yeah. all the bands. Mm-hmm. So it was not limited to fans. All right, so the Rolling Stones were nervous, and they considered canceling, but at the end of the day, the show must go on because the Rolling Stones are nothing if not professional. As their helicopter landed amidst a seething crowd miles deep, regret began to creep back in, especially when Mick Jagger exited the helicopter and was immediately punched in the face by a whacked-out fan. The Grateful Dead was another highly anticipated show of the evening and were expected to play right before the Rolling Stones and then immediately after. Seeing how the situation was rapidly degenerating, the the Dead refused to perform and left the venue, leaving the crowd even more restless and angry than they already were. They say, yeah, we're just going to go back to the, go back to the pad. That was also the end of a relationship with the Grateful Dead and the Hells Angels. Yeah. Because they had followed them around, and Jerry Garcia made it very clear that the Hells Angels would not be welcome at there. And they couldn't sell T-shirts anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Because Mick Jagger wanted the dramatic effect of darkness when he took the stage, the Stones waited another hour or so before making their entrance. Yeah, so they got this they got this whole group of people wound up and making them and delaying the con delaying the show by another hour. So there there are conflicting reports of what actually went down on that faithful evening as the Rolling Stones burst into their first song of the night. Sympathy for the Devil. Went down. See, Colonel, how hip I was with that, on that thing? Went down. Yeah. Meredith Hunter was enjoying the concert with his white girlfriend. They were near the front of the stage and obviously very high on something. From some, for some unknown reason, Meredith attempted to jump up and join some of the other fans dancing on stage. I wonder if they... See what I've been... Interesting, Colonel. If the Hells Angels was at that concert with Bruce Springsteen... When what's her name jumped up on the stage for dancing in the dark. Courtney Love. Court, uh, court, not Courtney Love. Courtney uh, Cox. Cox. Yeah, they would have stomped her down. Yeah, would they? Would they? Would they stabbed her? Do you think? Bruce would have not allowed the Hell's Angels at his show. Yeah, but he's, I'm just he's saying. I'm he, just, you know what he would have told? Because he is the boss. Mm-hmm. He would have said, "Sit your ass down and calm down." Yeah. Well, Mick Jagger tries that and it doesn't work. Okay. Well, he ain't the boss. Yeah. So his little rooster just popping around the bed. So, about the stage. Meredith, a boy, which is an unfortunate name for a boy. Also, I, I should add. Murdoch. Murdoch. Just, I'm nickname. trying to paint a picture here. Yeah, let him, let him paint. Imagine Meredith. Okay, now, the Hells Angels are not a tolerant people. They're not the most progressive He's there with his white girlfriend. He's, and he has a lime green leisure suit on yeah. and a hat. It looks like Larry, uh, Larry, um, Larry from that remember game. Leisure suit, Larry. Leisure suit, Larry. So yeah, he is not. It's he's bright not green. blending in well. All right. So. so and he's got the you know he's got the whole Afro thing going on and. Okay, so he jumps up on. He wants to go and join these other fans up on stage. He jumps up there. At that point, uh, it is known that he is violently pushed back by several angels, which pissed Meredith off, and he shoved him back. Yeah, that's, that's not a good idea, Colonel. At this point, two of the Hells Angels got into a scuffle with Hunter when he attempted to get on stage with other fans. What the fuck? There are scuffle breaking out. He they pushed, scuffle he, breaking out. Well, he's trying no, to get I got all that, stage. but I'm just wondering. Okay, if this is a different scuffle, if it's the same. No, scuffle. no. Okay. Hunter is his last name. No, I know. Okay. It's a continuation of the scuffle. Yeah. There's so there's and the story. So does he it's keep like, trying? Uh, he keeps a, trying a to get up on sentence. stage. Yeah. No. Please, I've been through enough of your scripts. <laughs> Got to be careful. My script kind of, my they flow. They're just like, you know, it's just like the River Thames, or Thames, as you would say. It flows. Thames. I believe she would call it Thames. <laughs> I believe I called it Thames. neither one of those things when we had it in a podcast. You fuck cars. Only because in rehearsal we had to correct mm, you. Yes, yes. Uh, one of the Numerous Hells Angels. Times. No. One of the Hells Angels grabbed Hunter's head. I think people don't know that we rehearsed, Colonel. Oh, we rehearsed extensively for this show. Hmm. Yeah. One of the Hells Angels grabbed Hunter's head, punched him, and chased him back into the crowd where four other angels descended upon him. That seems a little rude. Well, it just made me think of Charlie's angels. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Charlie had some nice-looking angels, but you know that uh, Ferris Paul said she died of the anal cancer. Yeah, and Cheryl Ladd wasn't much. And you know... I, no, know, the, who the, was, it was Cheryl, Cheryl Hack. Hack. Cheryl, Cheryl Hack. Hack. Yeah, Shelly Hack. Shelly Hack. Hack. And it was funny because she they, was that. She was the. She was only angel. there on a minute. Ooh, the she Sabrina. Was, she was there for well, a minute. Something like that. And, yeah. and guess why they? Guess why they didn't re- renew her contract? I don't know. They said she couldn't act. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> now, isn't that, I mean, that's bad for your career. If you Have get, you seen yeah. uh, Jacqueline Smith? Uh, no, not lately. The woman looks like Charlie's Angels was done about two weeks ago. Yeah, really? she hasn't aged. She no. looks good. She, she has not hit the she, wall. Oh, yeah. No. I, and she must be 60, 70. You're, you're, you're skipping over an appointment deep. But the whole, detail. the whole thing is she. this is a woman, you don't, she bypassed the penis face. I I'd am, still do it. I understand that, but you're, you're, we're, we're, we're missing we're the painting mo- a picture. We're missing the most important element of this story, and that is Ferret Fawcett has anal cancer. Oh, yeah, that is important. This is weird. Why couldn't they just give it a the colon cancer? Colon cancer, prostate, you know yeah. anything. Well, well I don't think I they could give it a, cancer. I don't so think much, they could give it a. Know, see, but anal no, hold on, cancer? hold on. You you mock my lack of knowledge of no, the no, female no, no. parts. I understand but that. Is no. there a prostate in <laughs> but there? But you know what? Anything. Thing. Anything would be better than she died of anal. She had butthole yeah. cancer. She had butt cancer. She had butthole cancer. Why? How do you get that? I believe it's Ryan O'Neill's fault. Boy, they had us. You know, Ryan O'Neill's. That, that's a, that was a whole weird, mm-hmm. weird family. Lasted almost her whole life. You dirty flower. In the but you know, child. she was sweet. I mean, Farrah Fawcett was sweet. I had the poster. Did you have the poster? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a t shirt, too. Yeah. We all <laughs> of had it. Of course you did. We all had it. That thing caused me, that thing almost caused me to go blind to me. You know, I, wonder, I had that bathing suit. I wonder how much they made off of that. Uh, off oh, that poster, a poster, yeah, it was and, crazy. Yeah, she but made anyway, like thirteen thousand let, dollars. Let's talk about her anal cancer because I mean, oh. it's a serious infliction. It's and an infliction. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that infliction. <laughs> I mean, it's a serious. Disease. Sure. There's nothing it's to not, sneeze at. It's not you don't want to be sneezing at somebody's anus. But do you think it could be? Could it be because of uh, the uh, uh, very hard stool or something? Could that? I think it's probably from. Um, you don't know. Let's not put I, anything. I think out it's there. probably from smoking. Smoking. No. What? She yeah. didn't smoke, did she? I don't know. 
Well, but so see, and you know, and well, I think that it, had she used since we're offering jackass since, opinions, maybe it's from eating dairy. I well, think it could have been from it was not it using, been from it, using it, lubricants that or no, had she, carcinogens. She probably it. wasn't using stool softeners because she might not have been. If she had been using stool softeners, I'm sure that she would have. She been. would have got a hemorrhoid. Well, yeah. right, and, it, and hemorrhoids will, uh, will lead to uh, no, anal fissures, and that will lead to anal cancer. I don't huh? think so. I don't believe you. I think, I don't think you're wrong on that one, Timmy. D- yeah, Quincy, settle down over there. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you're... Marcus Welby. Yeah, think yeah you, let's not I think put, you got that one wrong. Well, you there. Know, you know, I mean, let's not put let, shit out there let, in the world I, like that. I, I'm just saying they're both in the anal uh, you, area. Well, oh, well. Oh, well. Okay. Well, which be, is, so, damn. <laughs> You know, I would let me just say if it's found early, it's highly treatable. I would encourage anybody who has anything wrong with their anus to seek professional help. Yeah, and well, not, and that's true. And who, not listen to but, anything. But I've got some statistics here I want want to share with you. You should have your uh, anus exam. Thirty. Um, uh, most people who are over age sixty, eighty uh, percent of those who are diagnosed are over the age sixty. So, Colonel, uh, you've got to be. We got careful. a few years. Yeah, you got to look out for that. I'll be keeping an eye out that. Uh, however, prior years. to age 35. You're closer to 60 than I am. Prior to the age of, of, of 35, anal cancer is more common in men. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, it's not called anything else but there's anal a rela- cancer? There's a relationship with HPV. Oh, yeah. It's a major risk factor. Mm-hmm. So, HPV causing all kinds of cancers. Uh, I know. If you have... Uh, so, uh, if you're out there... Uh, no, it says... Uh, it can uh, be uh, the symptoms and signs may include pain or pressure in the anal area. Yeah, that's. Uh, just nope, think. Nobody likes. Check that. these in your mind, Brandy, as I go through here. I just, you know, I always, I always attribute that to working with the two of you. A lump near the anus. Again, well, the can, two of you. Yeah, that's a dead giveaway. A change, a change in bowel habits, Colonel. I don't, you I don't know, know what he's looking for here. What exactly? You know, wait a minute, I got another def- one more. Very okay. important one. Unusual discharges from the anus. No. Oh, well, nobody wants to have discharge from the anus. Uh, well, not unusual ones. <laughs> you awful. have to have some. Yeah, you want, you want the typical. Awful. That poor woman, I mean, that's how she's going to be remembered forever, is that she had anal cancer. Well, the poor cancer. woman died on the same day as Michael Jackson. Well, yeah, so she won't, yeah. So she, she had like an hour deal. and a half of, oh No, well, maybe she, came out, no maybe she came out ahead because otherwise people would be sitting around talking about her having anal cancer. No, I think they still do. And no, Anytime no, no, you say, say anything about oh, Farrah Fawcett, they go, oh, she died of anal cancer. Yeah, that's Which really, is bullshit. It you, really is. Do you remember when that Olestra came out? Yes, God. Ugh. And, uh... Now and and they always that start, would give you anal cancer. Have you ever noticed that? Wow, five hundred or fifty thousand people die each year. There's a big difference between five hundred and <laughs> yeah, fifty thousand. But fifty thousand people die each year from anal cancer. So please get your anuses checked regularly. <laughs> so anyway, my medical professional, not just the guy the, sitting next to you. With that old Astra, they always started with a mild side effect. It's oh, like yeah. might cause cramping. Uh, might cause discomfort, blindness. Might cause a little bit of bloating. Might cause uh, gas. Yeah. Uh, could cause diarrhea. 
And then they get right then explosive uh, diarrhea. To ex- oh explosive. man, explosive and diarrhea. Then, hold on. The worst thing is being on a date and have explosive diarrhea. Being on a blind date. Oh, it's it's awful. The best one is anal leakage. Remember yes, that? Yes, anal oh. leakage. Anal leakage came from the from the Olestra. Yeah. Now, and I'm thinking, you know what? If I see the really pretty girl over here, that you know, hundred and whatever pound of size four, and I've got the size twelve. But the size four's got some anal leakage going on. I'll take the size fifty. I don't want no anal leakage around me. Yeah, yeah. You know what An- I mean? Anal That's leakage is awful. Anal leakage is it's a no, it's not sexist. What I'm saying is it is a turnoff. You eat the old ester to try to make yourself skinny, but you're kind of offsetting the fact that you're anal. Trying to that you have to wear a diaper. Yeah. Anal leakage. Ally does that too, evidently. What does? Ally, that diet pill that blocks fat from absorbing into your body. Oh, it just cause it to run out your ass? Yeah. Hmm, ain't nothing but like you know, that. anal cancer is six times higher in single men as compared to married men. Because y'all are shoving stuff up your mm-hmm. ass all the yeah, time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you all know right. why? You know why? <laughs> because when you're married. Like the little, little army men. <laughs> when you're married, you always got her buried in your ass. So if anything's askew, they notice it right away to me. All right. Can I get on with this? Please continue. What are we talking about? (laughs) What's the show about? God. So an eyewitness had reported that this Well, come on. We couldn't let anal. uh, You mentioned Charlie's Angel. So the next. (laughs) You knew that was going. You knew that. You know when you. So whoever said Charlie's Angel. You did. No, I did. It was me. It was Brandy. Well, you know that was going to lead to a. Anal cancer. Yeah. In conversation on anal cancer. Okay. So an eyewitness reported. So Hunter's trying to get up on stage. There's some scuffling. There's a kerfluffle. Yeah. And then, you know, and they start and they start beating the hell out of him. So he yeah. takes off into the crowd. Um, four angels, after he gets out in the crowd, four angels jump on him. An eyewitness reported that... Uh, in the arms of <clears throat> the angels. Yeah, you don't want to be in their arms. <laughs> Report- Fly all right, Colonel. Okay. Trivia question. Okay. Sarah McLaughlin wrote Arms of the Angels for who? Huh? Who did she write it for? Um, I believe she wrote it for Marilyn Monroe. Nope. Uh, That's Amy Candle Winehouse. in the Wind, you dick. I don't know. Who did she write it for? Uh, I don't. I have to look it up. <laughs> Someone died of a heroin overdose. I want to say for the Smashing Pumpkins, but I might be wrong. Okay. So, witness reported that Hunter was stabbed by one of the angels at this point. Uh, prior to... Evidently, there was a later stabbing that was caught on film. Yeah, it's part. It was part of the um, the uh, documentary. Um, this guy getting stabbed. Oh, was? you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. Oh, that's awful. You can see it on. It YouTube. looks like they're punching him. Well, I mean, I don't know if they made that. I mean, I don't. They may have cut that out of the of the of the video that they read documentary. No, they did not. It's oh, they right didn't give me show. That was yeah. the first. Act. But it looks it, you can't tell that they're stabbing him. It looks like they're punching him over and over and over. Jonathan Melvon from the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay. He OD'd. That was uh, who Sarah McLaughlin wrote. I thought she wrote it for some puppies. Okay. No, no, no. Although she likes puppies. Witnesses mm-hmm. in the crowds claim in the crowd claim that Meredith never rushed the stage. But the Hell's Angels were pissy to see Meredith, a black man, with his white girlfriend. Yeah, because they're not the most uh, progressive. They're not tolerant. They're not tolerant. They're not a tolerant people, no. After a few seconds, Hunter angrily returned to the front of the stage. Good Lord. 
where, according to the Give Me Shelter uh, producer, Porter Bibb, Hunter's girlfriend, Patty Breedenhoff, what is it? Yeah, it's close enough. Okay. Found him and tearfully begged him to calm down and move further back in the crowd with her. Yeah, so he's he's whacked out on speed. Well, I'm getting there. Yeah. So her report, her by her reports, he was enraged, irrational, and so high he could barely walk. But not erect. But what? Not erect. Uh, I don't. I think he, said, he was standing. But but not his penis. I don't. I, there's no mention of his penis in here. I, I usually point. You wrote I, it. Yeah, I usually so. write that if there's any hint of an erection. <laughs> Just a hint of an erection Sweet. is nice at but all. You need to. Well, it's pertinent to the story. It's not. Want, I don't think it is. Anyway, and if he was, you, pert- if he's approaching the, the Hell's Angels with a Woody, that, yeah, well, they're, they're not going to like that. Yeah. Well, no. But Great. you got to admit he had some balls. Well, yeah. Grateful Dead associate Rock Scully noticed Hunter in the crowd, remembering that I saw what he was looking at, that he was crazy, that he was on drugs, and that he had murderous intent. What? There is no doubt in my mind that he intended to do terrible harm to Mick or somebody in the Rolling Stones or somebody on that stage. He had a sweet-ass hat, too. I think he was, I think he was, I mean... Like you said, they were close to the uh, Hell's Angels. I think that might have been a little uh, yeah. Another witness testimony. reported him looking pretty straight, though visibly upset about the violence inflicted upon him. At this point, footage from the documentary shows Hunter, seen in the film in a lime green suit, sweet, mm-hmm. drawing Leisure what appears suit. to be a long-barreled black twenty-two caliber revolver from his jacket and pointing it in the air. The film shows what might be an orange flash at the end of the pistol in one flame. Frame, sorry. Due to the film's low fidelity, it's impossible to, term, to determine whether the flash is a gunshot, a reflection, or a film defect. The Angels did not report any discharged cartridges in Meredith Hunter's pistol. Yeah. So this was the second time. First time he rushed the stage, they beat him up. And then he kind of regroups, and then he rushes back, and he's got something that looks like. Then he, he pulls got, out his piece. Yeah, and then the film then that shows did not go well. The film then shows Hell's Angel Alan Pissarro, armed with a knife, running at Hunter from the side, prying, prying the gun from his left hand, and stabbing him with his right. Yeah, you can clearly see in the film mm-hmm. him. I mean, it's not just like he's jabbing him either i mean it's full you know, it looks like he's punching him but he's, he's, he's but his arms is like yeah. over his head. so he went at mm-hmm. him all crazy yeah. like Braveheart. oh he came yeah. michael meyer on his yeah. ass yeah the hell's angel claimed he brandished a gun at them giving them no choice but to start stabbing him hunter then took out a gun in a moment of desperation to save his own life and the angel slapped it away stabbing hunter in the side of the head and then kicking him over and over in the face until there was no face left yeah, I guess his he was just um, his face was just bludgeoned. Uh, other witnesses, other eyewitness accounts tell a much more horrific story of how one angel in particular chased the young man through the crowd, stabbing him in the back as he ran. Hell's Angel Alan Pissarro is reported to have stabbed Hunter five times in the upper back. Witnesses also reported Hunter was stomped on by several Hell's Angels while he was on the ground. The gun was recovered and turned over to police. Hunter's autopsy later confirmed his girlfriend's report that he did have methamphetamine in his bloodstream at the time of his death. Film footage seems to support that Meredith had something resembling a gun in his hand as he approached the stage a second time. Now, 
Two witnesses to this brutalization of Mr. Hunter approached him once the Hells Angel had left and tried to help him to safety. As they carried his body through the chaotic crowd, trying to scream to the band to stop the music, they realized it was futile. The crowd would not let them through, and the Rolling Stones could not seem to hear us or see them clearly. Yeah, they weren't aware at this point. Yeah, although they did shield their eyes a few times in an effort to see out into the darkness, sensing something bad was happening. And this all happened right as uh, Mick Jagger was breaking into the song Sympathy for the Devil. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and he came out in this big red cape, and, you know, so yeah. he, he was just setting up a tone of evil. Now, Hunter died soon thereafter. He'd been stabbed five times, bludgeoned to death by being stomped in the head multiple times. He was 18 years old at his death, and then up until then, all the hateful energy from the angels had been focused on the troublemakers. Several stretches were passed back through the crowd to remove those who could no longer stand as the Rolling Stones launched into Under My Thumb. Yeah, that's... that's, And a body, as they did that, a body sailed across the stage. Now, Jagger had made some feeble protests up to this point, but apparently he became increasingly upset and threatened to stop playing if the angels didn't cool off. The concert was immortalized in a documentary shot at the venue called Gimme Shelter. You can get that on Netflix, as a matter of fact. On the film, Jagger is repeatedly heard saying, We are going to split if they don't stop hurting people. Is that your English accent? We're going to split if they don't stop hurting people. Yeah, you don't sound like Mick Jagger. Yeah, it's hard to get. He's hard to do. It was a menacing moment as he stopped the music to calm the crowd, but the angels did nothing to help him. They'd been watching his flamboyant performance with amusement and shared disdain. They could take this guy, so who does he think he is? So what the angels did is they parked in front of the stage and they gunned the engines defiantly, and then it all became perfectly clear. The musicians might be the ones playing the music, but they were not the ones in charge. Someone had to answer for the stabbing of young Meredith Hunter, and the angel who had murdered him with thousands of witnesses was the obvious choice. Pissarro was arrested and charged with murder for his death. Despite the damning evidence and testimony, Hell's Angel Pissarro walked on all charges. Most people, including the all-white jury, didn't know about Altamont except there had been a fight there with some young people around Christmas time. Yeah, they, you know... They, the, I mean, they, he got off on self-defense. Yeah. They, they found him not guilty on grounds of self-defense after they viewed the footage and showed the revolver. It was kind of, kind of hard. Now, when it came time to determine guilt, it was easier to assume a black man and certified speed user was the one to blame for the incidents. Now, to this day, Hunter has never received justice for the the, the Hunter family has never received justice for the death of their son or even an apology from the Rolling Stones who apparently put together one of the most careless and lethal concerts in history. Shortly after Hunter's death, Alpha Mae Anderson, his mother, requested that the raceway Altamont be turned into a public park to prevent any more wrongful deaths at Altamont. Alameda County officials later voted to allow the raceway to still host races, but barred future concerts and restricted the number of attendees to 3,000. 
Now, Anderson later sued the Rolling Stones for $500,000. After withdrawing attempts to get the case dismissed, the band paid her $10,000. Oh, $10,000 for the life of her son. Now, Alan Passero, the Hells Angel, years later, 1985. Yeah, get this, Brandy. He was found dead drowned in a lake, Anderson Lake, in southern Santa Clara County. Police said the death is kind of suspicious, though foul play was never confirmed. He was found dead in 1985, yeah, with $10,000 in his pocket. Oh, that's not suspect at all. Now, after the tragic events at Outermont, Mick Jagger vowed not to associate with the Hells Angels ever again. I ain't playing well. I ain't even coming around you people no yeah, more. Yeah, he, he made said. some negative statements. Some so really about, negative statements. And they did not take that well. Not no. Bad. A BBC in 2008, a BBC reporter said that after the concert, members of the Hell's Angels unsuccessfully tried to murder Mick Jagger. There you go. In retaliation for his post-concert comments, gang members hatched a plan to kill the Stones' frontman at the Holiday Home, and at his Holiday Home in Long Island, New York. Now, this is according to a BBC documentary. So in 1969, a group of Hell's Angels climb aboard a boat and decide they're going to attack by sea. But oh, a, it says it like the Hell's Angels Navy. Yeah, but a storm hit that boat. <laughs> Going by boat, as they gathered their weaponry and their forces, a storm rolled up and nearly sunk the watercraft, said FBI agent Mark Young. The turbulent weather threw everyone overboard, and the gang made no other attempt on Jagger's life. Well, he got those fucking leather jackets on. I wonder if they didn't sink right <laughs> yeah, to the bottom. Yeah. Right. Over the years, there were rumors that a second unidentified assailant had inflicted the fatal wounds, and as a result, the police considered the case still open. But in 2005, Alameda County Sheriff's Office announced that it was officially closing the case. Investigators concluding... a concluding a two, renewed two-year investigation, dismissed the theory that a second Hells Angels took part in the stabbing. Meredith Curley Hunter Jr. is buried in the Skyview Memorial Lawn in Vallejo, California. Yeah, they, so they just closed that case, what, like 10 years ago, right? Mm, 10 years ago, they yeah. They kept that, kept 2005. That, that must have been a hell of a concert. Brandy, you're... Final thoughts on the death at Altamont. And, you know, horrible. It was a horrible tragedy. Did uh, did it you go to a lot of cool concerts when you were younger? I have been to a lot of cool What's concerts. What's your favorite concert you ever been to? I saw, you know what? I saw Tina Turner and Lionel Richie, and that was my favorite thing in the whole wide world. You know what? I never could get that video where he's dating that blind girl. I didn't so much care about that, but he sang a lot of Commodore songs. So like, he sang Brick House. Oh, that's I used to dance to that. Everybody dances to that. Yeah. Sail no. on down the line. I like no. that song. Okay. I like Sail on. He did that, and then I oh, saw... Oh, what um, a feeling. We'll be dancing on the ceiling. What was the name of it? Uh, Hello. Is it the thing? Yes. Thing? Hello. Is it me you're looking for? All right, Colonel, that's, that's enough. I'm sorry, that and makes me. Saw, but I just think it's I'm ironic. I'm passionate about that she song, Jimmy. She, no, she was not. blind in the video. 
Yeah. And then I saw Tina Turner, and she sang Proud Mary and all her other stuff. So, I mean, it was a oh, really. Man. How old is and Tina I saw Turner? Her, she's 112. but She's got to be in the death I order. saw her. Oh, um, she got the decay. Pajama. No, she looks good. No, she's But I decayed. saw her, and I saw him with a good friend. I saw him with a good friend of mine, so it was, it was a good concert all the way around. All right. Colonel, your favorite concert. Mm. Well, obviously. Wait a minute. Brandy's not done talking. No, it's Bruce Springsteen. I'm going to. Which is a jackass question. (laughs) Duh. If I eliminate the Bruce Springsteen concert, I'll tell you a concert I saw in high school, Timmy. Uh Uh-huh. Now, obviously, you can't compare anything to Bruce. Did they have instruments before I when seen, you were in high school? Uh, yeah, of course they did. Come yeah. on. A couple rocks. <laughs> you know who I seen in high school, and they were incredibly good? Uh, the the Letterman. Sticks. Oh, man, Sticks. Sticks was a good band. Sticks every was song, a good band. Every song is the same. I'm selling away. Right, right. Cartman. No Cartman. Met an open course for an agency. Yeah. Now they're, 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 they're from Chicago. They're from Chicago. I saw, right. who did I see that was really, oh, 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 oh. I saw um, Stone Temple Pilots Okay. before Scott Weiland died when he was still in his freaky heroin stage. That was really good. I saw Billy Squire in concert. Sorry. I saw Billy Squire in an elevator. <laughs> well, and... Uh, no, it was right. a no. He was playing at the every story you have. He's got a topic. What did I? No, tell I'm you? just saying. He's uh, we're down at the atrium. My girlfriend worked down there. I went to meet her for lunch. I get on the elevator. There's Billy Squire. He's the third asshole guy. I know some, you know the dude. But you know Billy Billy Squire is a billionaire from all the rap. Uh, the sampling uh, his music. What was that song you had? Um, Stroke Me. Stroke Me, yeah. Three Asshole Guy. That's Chuck. Yeah. You know somebody with two assholes, <laughs> he knows somebody with three. I didn't. I want to make it clear. I don't like Billy Squire, but I got laid. I think you do. I think no, you no, love no. Billy Squire. It was, it was strictly to, for my date, and I got laid, so it, it worked. It all worked out. I grew end. up in a, in a... Now, I'll tell you who are the best, and most of our people, you should listen. You should look them up and listen to them. They're called The National. Um, it was probably the very best concert I ever saw. They had they played at Music Hall. They have a lot of strings, a lot of piano, a lot of instruments in Music Halls made for that. And yeah, was, a lot of bands have. And outside of Springsteen, I'd say it was the best best concert I've ever the National. seen. The National. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Um, Colonel, it's time for shout-outs. Time for shout-outs, Colonel, Timmy. Uh, you must give a shout-out to Cheryl Muscow's uh, boyfriend, Brett Wilkins, who also listens to the show, which, Cheryl, please add him to your list. She just posted something you on the page. You mean the list I had yes. before that I added him to? I don't know. I just want to make sure you Are give you him a shout-out. Are you the motherfucking list, or am I? Well, I mean, do you want she to do, posted you want to do on our page. Because you can do some goddamn shout-outs. Uh, she posted on his page, she's feeling bummed because you don't give him a shout-out. Well, I did not know until yesterday's podcast or today's podcast. You know, listeners, you should know, this is my second podcast in a row, and... I've been sitting here since roughly 10.30 this morning in the studio, have not had a bite to eat. It's 2.30 in the afternoon. No now, Timmy's going to rush my ass out no through one, these fucking no. podcasts because he wants to get his ass out of here at 3. No, no one cares about your problems. Just go you certainly don't give a rat's ass about my problems. One of our listeners who is in love with this young man has asked. Well, if he's good enough for Cheryl, he must be a fine man. But I gave him a shout out on the last goddamn show. Well, we haven't released that yet. So please. We haven't released this one either. I care about your feelings. Thank you, devil. Hmm. Thank you. 
The uh, devil would probably offer me a special K bar or something. I, what have you offered I me, offered Timmy? You, a cookie. you did offer me a cookie. You're a wonderful. I, I buy you woman. lunch about once every week. Well, you week. do. The, the, so does the devil, I suppose. Yeah, so. and you know. Okay, let's get on with the shout outs. Let's get on with the shout outs. A point of order. Brandy, <laughs> you bought lunch today. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Some days I buy lunch. Some days. Do you recall the Colonel buying lunch? I have bought lunch before. He's bought lunch before once or twice. Uh, how long ago has that been? I don't remember. Because you guys buy lunch before I know you're doing it. Is it has it been within the last six months? I I <laughs> do not think so. <laughs> Thank you. No more further questions. <laughs> okay. You're not a lawyer. Your questions didn't don't pass count. The bar. You didn't pass the bar. Okay, so let's let me get on with these shout outs. Now let's start we always start with the beautiful Tasha. Tasha and her mother and Ophelia, her mother Miss Ophelia. Out there in California, out there probably near uh Altamont. Altamont. Yeah. I believe it was near San Francisco. I'm no, gonna have I to think look that I up. think they're more the central part of the state, if I remember right. Um Michael Eisenhower. Very good course. dude. Yeah. Danielle Fredrickson. Hi, Danielle. Andy Sprasho, Toby Deese. Nancy Jalapeno Papa. Hey, Nancy. Um, Jennifer Hawkins, Tara Chinchilla, Lindsay McMillan, who lives right up by my boys. When Next time I go to Chicago, I'm going to meet Lindsay McMillan. What about Jessica? She lives in Chicago. She lives far away from Chicago, and I don't believe just Jessica has not said. Lindsay McMillan Jessica said, does not want to meet him. The next time you come to Chicago, <laughs> order, you tell me we'll get a beer together with the Mrs. Kern and, and maybe, the kids. Maybe invite uh, Tyra Jenkins, who I think is also in Chicago. If Tyra's in yeah, Tyra is in Chicago. She's coming with us. Invite Scott. He lives up there as well. Near oh, Amy yeah. Carol Payne is Scotty J. Come along for the ride. Sounds like a great um, idea. Let's see. We got Jason Dykes, Sammy James, Joe, Joe Handler, Eddie Rushing, uh, Sunyana Adanki. What? I don't think he he's not pronouncing these names right. He can't. Colleen Madison, Alan Dobbs, Kelsey Fro, Jorg Huckler. What the fuck is he even George. saying? It's J-O-R-G. George. It's J O R G. You remember? You remember? And George. Okay. Huckler. This is how you remember, Carl. Remember there was a second baseman for the White Sox and the Indians called George Orta. Mm-hmm. He spelled his name like that. Yeah, but I think this is a Swedish guy. That was a Hispanic, Hispanic guy. guy. Maybe it might be different. So Amber Anderson, Amber Anderson, Amber Anderson. You're a mess. I like. I Amber. know. Danielle Fredrickson. Christian Dorma, Little Emmy Waterfall. You, you said Danielle twice. I, not that that's a problem. I did not. Yeah, you did. did Danielle, not. we love you. Oh, yeah, I did. I got Danielle on the list twice. See? Now. Susan, well, you never usually pay attention. Susan Angles, Kirsten Davidson, Don Gordon, John Gray, Dave Hill, Thomas Tui, TJ Youngblood, Redhead Robin Sanchez, Chris Lane, Megan McKee, Frank Daniels, Joe Hopkins, Sabrina Whitener, Mike Rosen, Beth Wallen, Josh King, Brett Wilkins. Thank you for listening with Cheryl Mosco. Yes, it's a very nice couple. Neil Eagleton, Natasha Davis, Nicholas Starr, Steve Miller, Angie Drake. Happy birthday to you, Angie. Becky Mitchell. Keith Frosty, of course, we, we just did Brett, so let's say hello to Cheryl Musco. Yes, Cheryl, his uh, girlfriend. Very Andy nice Volley, 
Marvin Hanlon. I like Andy. With the beautiful mother. Yes. Mary Ray. Mary Ray, who gave us, uh, who mentioned us on a podcast, we listened to Paige, and that uh, we really appreciate. <coughs> Katie Moorhead. Katie. Christine. Bourgeois. Jeff Appel. Maggie Glover. Brandy McBride. Lydia. I want to say, uh, I think Lydia sent us a photo. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead and continue. I'm thinking of someone else. Go continue. Bond. Gene Bond. Okay. Tara, John Cunningham, Gabby Lewis, Laura O'Reilly, Jamie Tarantino, Sydney and Michael, Stephanie Quick, Trixie, Gina Spillane, Amber Croup, William Truax, Denny. McNamara. Denny. McNamara. We're going to have you up here for a podcast at some point when the, in the spring. Who definitely, he was right. He posted his pictures and he overkicked his coverage there. Yeah. Byron Snellings, Bridget Clavey, Kate McCarthy. Yeah, we're going to have Kate in for a podcast too when she's available. Um, lovely young Katja. The beautiful young uh, Katja who posted her graduation picture. Uh, mm-hmm. and she was wearing uh, um, the traditional garb and it had a hat. And. Yeah. Um, she looked very lovely in it. Annette Petray. Annette Petray from the Bronx. Annette Petray, the obsessively calm cream lady. Yes. Check out her products. Uh, obsessively calm. She has soaps and uh, all types of uh, creams and things like that. Uh, cool stuff. Check them out. Steph Glenn, Christina Hodges, lovely Christina Montana, lovely, of course, Maria Barber. Beautiful Jennifer Potts, Cindy Overstreet Hamilton, who's always very funny on the show. She is. She is. Paul Mampilli, Mike Arnold, Brittany Powell, our two Heathers, Heather Hall and Heather Poole. Yes, ladies. Uh, thank you for listening. And Daza, Jeff Hopkins, John Dan- Janke, Mike Tabor, Lise, Kevin Behan, Carol Nash. Lise is like Madonna. We'll just go with one name. Yes, Lise. And uh, Tasha oh, is like Madonna. We just say Tasha. Yeah. Terry Helmsley, Heather Marshall, our third Heather, Maddie Keenan, Amelia Roscoe, Michael Daniel, Jim Moyer, Jessica Bishop, Liz Evans, Brenda Deutsch, Stacy Lynn, Jeffrey Dolan, Miriam Buckwall, Jennifer Miller, Susanna Sheldon, Skip Fayou, Callie, how you doing, little Callie Jones, Brandy Willis Deese, Andy Smizer, Norma DiMaggio, Karen Alden, Angie L, Amber Trevino, another funny one, um, Carla Nelson, Jessica Winchester, Anita Darden, Nancy Weller, Tammy Ennis, who's always very active on the yes, page. Yes, thank you, Tammy. Um, Valerie Murray. Have I got some? Have I said Celine? Have I left that no, you, I, list? No, I, I, you must, because no, I, I got Celine. Okay, right, Celine. Jeff Gurdley. Celine is one of our most Sam Hildebrand, Jennifer and Linda. Listeners. Missy Dean Horton, Britton Chris, Celine, of course, Dr. Jeff Chestnut, and his what lovely life, wife, Dawn. Yes, Dr. Jeff, who played football in high school. Mm-hmm. With the bad side, badass sideburns. Mm-hmm. Teresa Slavin, Tommy Boomishine. Tommy. Tommy Boom Boom. Ch- Shonda and Larry. Yeah. All of the Crowbridges. Shonda and Larry. And one of them is considered, Linda, I believe, is considering doing a podcast. Oh, really? So when she does, she Maybe she'll have, have me on as a guest. 
Um, not if she wants it to be any good. Well, why do you say that, Colonel? I, I'm 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 willing to be a guest on any podcast. I don't care what kind of podcast it is. I will share my knowledge and personality. Okay, well, maybe that's what they're afraid minutes. of. Yeah, that's that's what's. Why do you say that? For. I keep waiting for someone to ask me to be on a podcast, but it hasn't happened. You were asked to be on a podcast, Alien. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I was on I was on Insight for a while, but I'm so I'm saying so they that, kicked you off. Well, yeah, but I'm saying I haven't been scandalous. I, I keep wanting mm-hmm. that someone to offer me to come on as a guest but no one ever uh reaches out to me their people don't get in touch with my people i keep waiting for somebody to stalk me nobody does it so well yeah phyllis uh, munson well they see that you you're in love with your date that you had there in high school <laughs> i have not he was a handsome him. man i'll give you that you <laughs> okay. could really i could pick you him. could do worse i could pick him yeah <laughs> yeah he had a nice feathered hair yeah. Did you, you both that? did. No, mine was all curly. You couldn't find Yeah, he was, they was sort of, he was, uh, it was, uh, he was like Hutch and the other guy was Starsky. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Aaron Wentz, Donna Curran, Brian and Lisa Lott, and Olivia Meyer. And then we get to, um, really the VIPs is what I like to consider them because they're the discerning, um, Listeners, mm-hmm. they're the people who kind of, uh, they, they're smart, they're very smart because they have aligned themselves with the colonel. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I'm not sure all of these people that you claim to be on your team You know, I've actually... read off the list for months and months. None have, have yet to protest. That you know of. So, let's see. Let's start off with Angie Ball. Um, Sarah, little Sarah, when you know Sarah Spaghetti, mm-hmm. um, the lovely Jennifer Burdick. Very Jen- lovely Jennifer Burdick. She is a very attractive young lady. What? How can I say that this was attractive? Why do you always have to browbeat me for, for saying it? One I don't know care. that I've browbeat you ever. Karen you Barnes is a oh, very you're a lovely young lady. <laughs> Karen Barnes. Is she is she a browbeater or not, Colonel? She's a ball buster. Um, Janet Fitzgerald, um, Francis Darton, Jessica Williams, Amanda Bocci Ball, Shannon Rossett, Tiffany Bell, Monica D. Agostino, Scotty J. Angela Cobes, Radika Smith, Liz Keating. The mascot of the team Colonel is Little Beautiful Fallon. The beautiful Fallon. She's she's from Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Lovely lady. Yes. What is that? Something wrong? I and said that. I said she's lovely. The three amigos. Uh, we got Charlie and Allie from Insight. The Insight podcast, uh, which is a one of the top hottest podcasts out there. So check it out if you haven't. And the a lot lovely than this shit. Lovely and striking. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get into good podcasts, <laughs> right, I mean, right, right. If, um, the lovely and very striking Nicola Reed. Nicola is very nice. And quite smart. And quite funny. Uh, she's, obviously, she's, she's smart, but law. she's very, very funny. Um, and Kim Kamikaze Kazmersky. So that is what I have. And the lovely Lady Beverly, our British, uh, yes. our, our, our royal listener. Yes, she's part of the royal family over there in Great Britain. And the beautiful and and the, and the wonderful Dottie Scott. Yes, thank you, Mom, for listening. 
Uh, Brandy, where can people find us? You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, you, we have two Facebook pages. We have one called History Dweebs, but, but we also have one where we interact with everyone, including all the people we've mentioned uh, in the shout-out list, and that's called History Dweebs, the podcast. So please join us there, and uh, I think you'll have a lot of fun. Uh, people, we interact, and uh, we have a lot of fun things going on. Uh, where else, Brandy? Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, we have to, uh, you can follow us at History Dweebs One. Uh, you can follow the Colonel at Chuck or at Hawkwaters. Uh, you can find us on. Uh, let's see, what well, iTunes? iTunes. If you do, please leave us a review. Uh, Joe Hopkins left us a very nice review, and uh, Joe, we really appreciate that. Uh, it's a way of people finding us and getting exposed to the podcast. So uh, if you if you uh, listen to us on iTunes, by all means, please uh, leave us a, a nice review. We would really appreciate it. And you can find us on Lipson and Stitcher and Podcast Garden, Potter and Family, something like that. Yeah, we're all over the place. We're more popular than Captain Kangaroo. Clearly. Um, Brandy, any final thoughts on the anal cancer? I, it's bad. Bad anal it's a bad cancer. scene. Anal cancer is a bad scene. Try to avoid it. Mm, uh, Colonel, any final thoughts on the anal cancer? No, except for, you know, watch. You can get it from going to concerts with the Hells Angels because they'll put a boot up your ass and that kind of hmm. hurt you. And... I did not think that was the case. Uh, the Colonel is having some problems, as you probably all know, with his iPhone. Um, he's... Piece of shit is what it is. <laughs> fucking, fucking Apple. You know what? Ever since, ever since Steve Bill Jobs Gates died, died, no, Steve, it, it was Steve Jobs. But well, whoever the fuck it was, what he I, had the cancer. They, they fucked up. Like your mother, he had the cancer. God rest his soul. And <laughs> yeah. God rest his soul. But could they come out with a goddamn phone that the buttons work or the touch screen works or? This is just aggravating. Well, you'll be happy to know that on this date in 2007, Steve Jobs unveiled the iPhone. Did he? Yeah. Did he? On this date. Well, talk about getting an anal cancer because plenty of people have got it straight up the old rear end since then. Oh, I love the iPhone. I love the iPhone and I love Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) I meet a lot of friends. And Backpage. And Backpage. (laughs) all excellent news. Well, I wish we could sit and talk the rest of the day, but unfortunately... No, you don't, because you two are leaving here in 10 minutes, and you don't really give a rat's ass what happens after that. That's true. Uh, Brandy, any final thoughts? No. Would you like to give your love, uh, thoughts, and prayers to any of our listeners, or all of them? Well, all the listeners, always. I love our listeners. Yeah, you they're know what? So they, they're jumping off of Team Brandy left and right, I think. Are they? Yeah. You know, here's so. what I want to know. you giving me shit about my picture. Did you see our prom pictures? Yeah. One spark in the whole fucking room would have exploded. <laughs> hey, that shit had to stay put. I mean, it well, was just big hair. It was the big one hair time. It was big hair time. Yeah, yeah. That, that shit was that's tight. That's back when you couldn't do no hair pulling. You couldn't touch with somebody's hair. No, no. you didn't. Well no, well, no, we did. But you know what? That shit was tight. That was a good, those were oh, was it was good a, hair. It was good hair, but. It was good hair. But it was dangerous. I'm, well, yeah. I'm surprised the fire department all, didn't make you wear All this. 80s and 90s yeah. hair was dangerous. You know what? I love the 80s. That was the best decade. I miss big hair so much. I wish we could have big hair. Well, you can. No. <laughs> I think I'm going to grow myself a mullet. 
I absolutely think you should do that. I don't think you can. I think, oh, no. I Remember he grew one and then Renee got tired of it and gave him that prison haircut? If <laughs> <laughs> you put a ball on his head. No, remember it was so tight. She like it was. Yeah. Cue ball. I was letting my hair grow out and she decided one day enough I was shaving that shit. Yeah. It was awesome. You belong to her. But no, I love all of our listeners. Our listeners are wonderful. They are. But we have to go home. So thank you all for listening. And we'll talk. see you again next time on History Dweeves. Good day, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.